The St. Louis Cardinals have claimed an infielder and added him to the 40-man roster. Is this a precursor to something more? Plus, did the Cardinals make an offer to a free agent pitcher not in the United States? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans. I'm Jake Cafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the loop and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, if you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, you should probably do that. Twitter X, however you want to call it these days. You can do that at JD Sports Radio, as well as the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also available on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. We're always there for you, ready to talk some baseball. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans of baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is being brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 to get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. So not earth-shattering news today, but it is something. It means something. The St. Louis Cardinals have made a claim on an infielder. His name, and I'm not making this up, is Buddy Kennedy. Sounds like uh, a stage name, doesn't it? Introducing Buddy Kennedy. Uh, But they got it from the Oakland A's. Have added him to the 40-man roster, which fills the final spot of the 40-man. The corresponding move that took place is, and I know it's sad, it's official, Adam Wainwright has retired. It's over. Fill, fill the paperwork out. It's filed. It's official. Adam Wainwright is no longer a Major League Baseball player. So the Cardinals filled that slot today by adding infielder Buddy Kennedy from the Oakland days. And I'm just going to give you the write-up from Daniel, or uh, from Derek Gould at stltoday.com because honestly I've, I've never heard of the guy so I'm learning about him just like you are or maybe this was Daniel Guerrero at stltoday.com one of the two posted it I've been going through so many stories today it, one of the two did it so it's either Daniel or Derek one of the two anyway here's what they said about him because I was not familiar with Mr. Buddy Kennedy uh, 25 years old has 40 games of big league experience so far spent the time this past season in Oakland and Arizona Diamondback Systems the 25-year-old opened up the year with the Diamondbacks Class AAA affiliate and was promoted to the majors in mid-August. He played in 10 games for Arizona before he was optioned to AAA, then designated for assignment less than a week later. He got claimed by the Athletics in early September and finished the season with Oakland's Class AAA club. Since he was selected in the fifth round of the 2017 draft by the Diamondbacks, the right-handed hitting infielder has produced a 285-380-437 slash line with 45 home runs in six Minor league seasons, he hit 206 with a 592 OPS in 107 major league at bats, dating back to his debut in 2022. Kennedy's most productive minor league campaign came this past year, during which he batted 307 with a 432 on base percentage in 101 AAA games, 90 of which came in the Diamondback system. Kennedy's on base percentage was fourth best among AAA hitters, while his 16.4% walk rate was 10th best per fan graphs. While in the major leagues, Kennedy primarily played second base and also received opportunities at third base. 
In AAA over the past two years, Kennedy has seen playing time in both these infield spots as well as at first base and in left field. So my first reaction to this was, wow, the Cardinals certainly have a type, don't they? (laughs) They are quite attracted to these kind of players. You know, some people prefer blondes, brunettes, redheads. The Cardinals, they prefer infielders who dabble in the outfield. That's what they like. They they like athletes that will give them options and make their roster more flexible. And it makes sense. It's not a bad thing. They keep finding these kind of guys. And, uh, you know, two players who, who fit that mold to a T are two of the more productive and important guys on the Cardinals roster right now. Tommy Edmond and uh, Brendan Donovan. Both of them. Fan favorites. Get a lot of bang for your buck out of both of them. They play all over the place. Uh, Both of them have been huge because their ability to not only play almost every infield position, but also they do well in the outfield. I mean, who saw Tommy Edmond being as good at center field as he was this past year? Not me. I had no idea he'd be that good. You know, Donovan has played, what, first, second, third. He did play short a couple times. You see him in left and right field, won that utility gold glove award. Edmund has played second, short, third, all three outfield positions, left, center, and right. Won the gold glove at second base. I mean, they're big pieces to what's going on with the Cardinals. And then also on the 40-man roster, you've got Nolan Gorman, who doesn't play in the outfield, but he likes to be able to play second and third. Mason Wynn, who played short and second. Uh, Richie Palacio, outfield and second base. Jose Fermin. Play second and third. Um, Unio uh, Caracudo. Unio Caracudo. Remember him? Infielder. Irving Lopez. Infielder. Behind them in the minor leagues right now, they're not on the 40, man, but they're on their way up. Thomas Sejaci, who just won the AA MVP award. Cesar Prieto, who they acquired from the Orioles for Jack Flaherty. That's a lot of infielders already on this team, and... Now you go bring in another one. Buddy Kennedy, now a St. Louis Cardinal. What is the motivation there? That that That's also my, the second thought I had was, what is the motivation there? What's the motivation to, to bring in a guy like Buddy Kennedy? Trying to add depth, which is always fine. You can do that. But are you doing it? Because maybe, just maybe, you think you might have to trade some of these guys that are already in the organization. You know, what if they end up flipping uh, a Sejaci for a pitcher? Or Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan. Is that what's going on here? Is that why they they added this guy and boom, right onto the 40-man roster? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe the Cardinals saw a chance to just... Maybe it's something as simple as the Cardinals just saw a chance to grab a guy who they like. And thought, why the hell not? That could be too. There may not be a meaning behind it other than we think he's a good ball player. Now, RedbirdRants.com, Thomas Galving uh, did a comparison piece on Edmund and Donovan. Because when we talk about trade scenarios and moving somebody, a big player from the current Major League roster in a deal, it seems like one of their names gets brought up in a deal constantly and consistently. 
Um, and he talked about in his article which one should be traded if the opportunity came about that they could, you know, get some much-needed pitching in return for one of these guys. And I'll put the link in the show notes and in the description for those of you who want to read the whole thing. But um, just a little bit of it here. He mentions the flexibility of each player, which, you know, I just mentioned to you. Uh, contractual side, he says that Tommy Edmond has two years left of arbitration and is a free agent in 2026. Brendan Donovan, one more year before being arbitration eligible. Donovan holds a slight edge in uh, age. He's 26 versus uh, Edmund, who's 28, and uh, also in team control. Ultimately, said he'd probably keep Edmund and trade Donovan if a deal came down. This is the exact quote. Brennan Donovan probably has more value on the open market due to his extra two years of control and his offensive profile. Personally, I would rather keep Edmund. Should Mason win struggle again next year in the majors, Tommy Edmund is the next best shortstop. St. Louis has. Edmund is probably the team's best defensive center fielder as well, despite his below average arm. While Dylan Carlson or Lars Newbar could play center fielder, uh, neither has a natural position there. Um, Brendan Donovan by himself, this is continuation of what he says here. Brendan Donovan by himself couldn't add a top three of the rotation arm for the Cardinals in 2023. Edmund provides a lot of value in St. Louis. It will be tough to see a grinded-out player like Donovan be traded, and it could come back to haunt the Cardinals, but his value on the open market makes him the preferred trade candidate. They can both exist on the Cardinals, but some moves beyond these two will have to be made for that to be a viable strategy. So my opinion when it comes to this is I don't care which one of them they trade, really. To be honest with you, whoever gets you the best pitchers in return, do it. Do it. I, I like both of them. Solid players. Solid guys, but neither of them are stopping me if I'm the GM from making a deal that can improve this pitching staff who has so many holes in it. Starting rotation, at least three, right? Bullpen sucked last year. Got to fix that too. I know that they're both very good defensively and defense is important. I, I agree with you there. We just saw the Phillies make some okay defensive plays by, you know, Alec Baum and stuff. But overall, you know, Castellanos in right field is pretty ugly watching him maneuver out there. Bryce Harper is obviously not a, a great first baseman yet by any means. Trey Turner, not a great defensive shortstop. But pitching is the ultimate goal for the Cardinals. So defense is going to take a back seat for now. For now. I'm not saying ignore it. But for now. Because you got to get the pitching first. So whoever gets me the best pitchers is – who I'm more than happy to ship to whoever wants them because that's what they need big time. Uh, leave your comments and suggestions below on the signing of Mr. Buddy Kennedy and what it might mean for the Cardinals. The fact that, you know, we're starting to aim towards Christmas and the Cardinals just got a guy named Buddy warms my soul a little bit. The World Series, plenty of former Cardinals and St. Louis natives sprinkled among the two final teams. We're going to highlight them next on Locked on Cardinals. And don't forget, I got the story that broke a little late today about Cardinals putting out an offer to a free agent Japanese pitcher. We'll get to that as well on Locked on Cardinals. October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed! When you place your first $5 bet, this is how it works. $5 bet. You place it. Win or lose, $200 in bonus bets 
coming right into your account. Like, boom, instantly. It's right there for you. And that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Again, win or lose, coming your way. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, create your new account, then get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. You can bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs, which we will probably see plenty of with uh, the Rangers and, of course, strikeouts, you know, with the, with their pitching staff, with the Diamondbacks pitching staff. I mean, they, they all look very, very good in the championship series. So um, game one will be on Friday. We'll feature a former Cardinal prospect in Zach Gallen for the D-backs, Nathan Evaldi for the Rangers, Gallen. A little rough against Philly, while Evaldi has been very good overall this postseason. And uh, the game's going to be in Texas, so maybe Evaldi is where you should put your dough. It's up to you. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, you can predict what will happen in the next at-bat. Instant gratification with those quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner, of Major League Baseball. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter X anytime you want. Feedback always welcome and encouraged. Now, before we get into the World Series here, first, let's just say congratulations to both the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Well done on making it to the World Series. There's a bunch of reasons why uh, you could like both teams. All right? Let's start with the Diamondbacks. First off, what a story. What a freaking story. 84-win Diamondbacks? Lowest number of regular season wins since the 2006 Cardinals, who had 83, got into the playoffs, and we all know what happened there. They beat the Tigers. Claim the crown. Um, but the Diamondbacks, I mean, look what they've done. They've eliminated the Central Division champion Brewers, who won 92 games. They ripped through the 100-win L.A. Dodgers. They're down 2-0 and then 3-2 to the 90-win Phillies, who were just flying high coming into the series, especially down 2-0 to Philly. And after getting clobbered in Game 2, they go back to Arizona, and they adjust they they gather themselves and they figure it out and then they beat them in philadelphia twice in front of all those wild fans in game six or seven i still can't really believe it happened i'm i'm shocked just like philly fans are shocked i saw a video posted of someone um, interviewing some fans who were who were leaving the bank on tuesday night and to say they were a bit upset is an understatement i mean People, they would come up to the guy with the bike, and I can't show it to you because I don't, it's not, I don't own it, so I can't put it up on this. But I mean, they were saying so many things like trade everyone, you know, Turner is a bum. How much money they wasted on guys who, who couldn't come up, who weren't clutch in this series. I'm thinking they're talking about uh, Castellanos, who went ice cold after those first two games, just whew, nothing. I think he went over. Um, how they should move the team to a different city. They are never coming back to a game until people are fired. I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. Because just a couple of days ago, these same fans are the ones who are being praised for for resurrecting Trey Turner this season with that standing ovation, even though they were all booing him and were hating on him for the first few months of the season. I'm telling you, they all despised Trey Turner. And then one night, 
everything just clicked for them, and then they become like the nicest fans in the world. And we know that's not true. But anyway, now that now they want to toss these guys into the trash like like they're a bunch of bums. And uh, I mean, Philly's still a very good team. I mean, I know us Cardinals fans, we were very upset about this season, quite disappointing. But man, the Philly fans, straight venom being spewed after that game. Um, but now that you mention it, now that they've lost and nobody's being really nice to the Phillies right now, Nola pitched kind of poorly in his last outing. You think he leaves now? You think he's like, you know what? Maybe I should, uh, maybe I should test this free agent market a little bit stronger than I was planning to. We'll see. Anyways, um, I just, I tend to root for the underdog in most situations. Uh, if my team isn't involved. So I was pulling for the snakes. My wife was pulling for the Phillies, so that made our household a little bit uh, tense, if you will. But even she was bummed. She was like, I can't believe they lost. It's so sad. She was rooting for, like, Castellanos and the boys because they were former Reds. But anyway, um, I've been pro Rangers since the playoffs were, were announced. You all should know that by now, and I picked them to win it. So I'm kind of riding with the Rangers here. I think it's a great story for Arizona. And, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a fun series to watch. I'm not going to be disappointed no matter who wins or loses, but uh, I still picked the Rangers to do it in the beginning. I didn't pick them to face the Diamondbacks, but um, so I'm still, I'm still pro Rangers here, but uh, you know, the Cardinals fans like you and I plenty of reason to pay attention and watch this year because there actually are a bunch of guys who have either played for the Cardinals or have St. Louis ties that are involved here. Derek Gould at stltoday.com did a very cool breakdown of uh, some of the names. Some of them you may not be familiar with, and nor was I, so we can uh, learn about them together. Some of them you will, like on the Diamondbacks side, Zach Gallen, the former Cardinals prospect, traded to Miami for Ozuna. We don't have to go down that road again. Uh, he'll be the starter in game one on Friday. Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham came up with the Cardinals, got moved to Tampa Bay back in uh, 2018, plus uh, some international bonus money, went to Tampa Bay in return for Henesis Cabrera. Uh, Roel Ramirez and Justin Williams. Uh, those latter two didn't really pan out at all. Cabrera was pretty decent with the Cardinals. Ended up being very good for Toronto this year after uh, he got shipped over there. Uh, Dave McKay is their first base coach. Used to be the Cardinals' uh, first base coach back in the Tony Larusa era. Longest tenured coach in the major leagues right now. We always like Dave McKay. Uh, Joe Mather is their hitting coach. Cardinals' third round pick in 2008. Uh, was taken from the Cardinals by the Braves on waivers in 2010. Brent Strom is their pitching coach, was the Cardinals minor league pitching instructor at one time before uh, and did great things for the Cardinals. Ends up going to Houston in 2014, turns their entire pitching staff and the pitching organization itself around. And then Houston has been on a run ever since. Just been amazing. Uh, Dan Heron is a, a pitching strategist for them. Pitch for the Cardinals uh, was a prospect, very good prospect. Came up with the Cardinals, gets traded to Oakland for Mark Mulder. Ends up having a very good career. Uh, Cesar Geronimo is their VP of Latin American Scouting and Player Development. Worked with the Cardinals and uh, the international talent. Apparently was a big part of the signing of Sandy Alcantara for the Cardinals. On the Rangers side of things, you've got familiar names like Jordan Montgomery. 3-0 in the playoffs, about to get paid. Chick Ching, big time. Like somebody is a free agent, is it going to be the Cardinals? They're going to try to woo him, bring him back to St. Louis, or is he going to cash in and end up signing big with somebody else? Uh, relief pitcher Chris Stratton, who was excellent for Texas after getting traded. Uh, he was good here in St. Louis as well, um, but part of the deal. 
and uh, is now going to the World Series. Uh, Max Scherzer, Mizzou alum from the St. Louis area, went to uh, Parkway Central, three-time Cy Young Award winner. For some reason, some miracle, he hasn't pitched in St. Louis yet for the Cardinals. Looking for his second ring. Uh, Dolis Garcia, which has been covered, former prospect, dealt to Texas for cash considerations in 2019 on the verge of breaking David Fries' record for most RBIs in the postseason. Uh, Brad Miller, who you might not remember uh, being with the Cardinals because it was during COVID 2020, although he was kind of a decent left-handed bat off the bench for them that year. I think he led the team in home runs that year, too. Uh, he's on the 60-day IL right now, but is with the team, but former Cardinal. Uh, Donnie Ecker is their bench coach and offensive coordinator. I didn't even know that was a thing in baseball, but Ecker was Oliver Mar Marvel's uh, hitting coach at Class A Palm Beach in the Cardinals system. Pitching coach Mike Maddox, the claw, spent several seasons as the Cardinals pitching coach. And uh, Gould actually uh, did the story on him leaving. So in case you're not familiar with the situation, the Cardinals had a new contract ready for Maddox. Uh, they were going to give it to him to, to present him a year ago. He declined, said he would prefer to seek a role that required fewer days away from home. So an everyday pitching coach, that that's, doesn't make things easy. The Cardinals said they would try to find a role that fit his wishes. Maddox apparently, according to Gould, was on a golf trip in Scotland at that time. And then Bruce Bochy came calling. The Rangers, just a short drive from Maddox's home. And so the plan to retire from the grind was short-lived, but closer to his family. And he returned for a second stint as the Rangers pitching coach, which is where the Cardinals got him the first time. Darren Oliver, special assistant to the GM, played with the Cardinals in 98-99. So that's a lot of people. Plenty of connections to things in St. Louis and with the Cardinals organization. Lots of talent on and off the field, which somehow found its way onto other teams and into other organizations, which, unfortunately for the Cardinals, they lose these kind of great players and great people. But at the same time, these guys have gone on to find success, and that's good. Good for them. And I uh, best of luck to... All of the players, both on the Diamondbacks and the Rangers side, I'm looking forward to watching the series. We're going to wrap things up next with a late report about the Cardinals putting in an offer to one of the pitchers in Japan. And yes, we have talked about this, man. We'll do that next on Locked on Cardinals. Modern medical care and treatment are important and should be readily available to you when you need them. And bad things always seem to happen in the most inconvenient times, don't they? Things like pandemics, never a good time for that. Natural disasters, never a good time for that either. Uh, foreign travel, though, like if you're moving around the world, maybe around the country, uh, could cut you off from the treatment that you need. That's where Jace Medical can become your solution. What you got to do to uh, get started on this is you fill out their online form. And then one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians, they'll take a look at it, determine whether or not medications are safe and appropriate for you. They don't just go, okay, whoever you are, you know, they make sure that it's a proper thing. And then Jace, if everything's approved, will send you the prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order gets filled and mailed directly to your home. And another bonus to Jace Medical is that you can also send your physicians a message for answers to any treatment-related questions that you have, and you can do that at any time. You know, one of the worst things about, you know, being under medication or having something wrong with you in the first place is that doctors aren't always available when you need them to be to talk to you. You know, you ever had to leave a message at your doctor's office, say, hey, can you get back to me? And it's hours and hours and hours away. That, that's not 
what you have to do with Jace Medical. You know, again, bad things happen at the honest time. So uh, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers you the Jace case. They provide five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind that you are not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency, but that it's there for you. Jace Medical will make sure you have the medication in hand. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Get 20 bucks off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical. Use my code locked on to check out on jacemedical.com. Again, 20 bucks off on these life-saving antibiotics. Use that code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So we've mentioned multiple names from Japan that the Cardinals might have some interest in. We don't know which ones they're going to talk to and which ones are, are going to be priced out of their range. Yamamoto, obviously, is somebody that all the teams want him. <laughs> Everybody does. So bidding on that guy, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And let's be honest, when it comes to bidding wars, do you really have a lot of trust in the Cardinals front office to – Go that extra mile and go that extra dollar to woo somebody like Yamamoto. It, it, it's going to be tough. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe they will. But uh, they're going up against all the big markets, and we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 the idea that they can get him is, is is very slim, in my in my opinion. But it appears that they may have made an offer to at least one of the other Japanese pitchers that we've talked about. And I, I'm going to give them credit. I saw it first from our friends over at Newt News Podcast. And it appears that other people have picked up on this story later on in the day. But here's what they posted. The St. Louis Cardinals have made an official offer to left-handed pitcher Yuki Matsui of the Rakuten Eagles. I think I said that right. Rakuten? I think so. Anyway, Matsui. Logged 57 and a third innings and 59 relief appearances. Recorded a 1.57 ERA. Had 39 saves. He is the premier closer in Japan. According to this, the Cardinals have made an official offer to him. Now, for those who watched the episode that we did on the Japanese pitchers just the other day, go back and check it out if you want to. But we talked about Matsui and why he should be a target for the Cardinals. Since I know we need starting rotation, but you need bullpen help too, because the bullpen was just as big of a disaster as the starting rotation. And if you're going to turn this thing around, you need somebody who can immediately step in and uh, be a big part of that bullpen. And Matsui is an ideal guy for that. Uh, 27 years old, so he's not a kid, but he's not old. 12 strikeouts per nine average in his career over in Japan. Here's the other side of it. This is another reason why the Cardinals are probably very keen and why a lot of teams are very keen on trying to get this guy is because he's a full-fledged free agent. Full-fledged. So you know how Yamamoto's got this posting fee where you have to pay for him, but you also have to pay the team. You don't have to do that with Matsui. No posting fee. Free agent. Full-on free agent. There's no draft pick that you have to give up to sign him like some of the guys here in the States. That uh, if you try to sign him, you know, I think uh, Nola is definitely one of those. Pretty sure Sonny Gray is one of those where if you sign him, you have to give up a draft pick. Don't have to do that with Matsui. And 
above all, he's really good. <laughs> His numbers are outstanding. Uh, in these articles, it said that other teams have interest in him other than the Cardinals, including the Cubs, Yankees, Padres, and Red Sox. Of course they do. I mean, he's good. He's left-handed. 27. Don't have to give up anything like a draft pick or posting fee. Hell yeah. Sign me up. Now, if this is indeed true, that the Cardinals have already made an offer, because that's the only team that I saw that was announced that made an official offer so far, perhaps this is a glimpse of the aggressive aggressiveness that the uh, the front office will be showing this offseason so that we don't repeat the disaster of 2023. Maybe. We don't have numbers or anything. We don't know if the official offer was any good. It didn't say that. It didn't say an amazing offer by the car. It just said an official offer was made. So um, don't get too excited yet. Don't get too excited. But I, I will say this. It is nice to see the Cardinals' name mentioned with something this early. That they're not sitting around waiting. They're like, okay, if we can do this, let's let's get let's get the ball rolling. So we'll see. Supposed to have Josh Jacobs from RedbirdRants.com uh, back on the show tomorrow, and we can ask him about this since he's a part of that uh, new podcast. Um, so we'll get into that and much, much more in tomorrow's episode. So hopefully you can join us uh, when we when we get on here tomorrow. So thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals first listen every day. If you haven't already, again, please give us a follow on Twitter, X at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Please like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. Making that push for 8,000 subscribers. I believe we were at 7,800, a little over 7,800. Well, and I uh, signed on today, so uh, the number, it's creeping, it's creeping. But if you uh, come here often and you like what you're hearing and you like what you're seeing on YouTube, like and subscribe, man. It really does us a, a, a lot of good and uh, helps us spread the word. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason. You know that. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Have a good one, everybody.